Welcome to Rome is Home for this one year anniversary show. Well, the second take. Second take. Oh my gosh, y'all, this is so frustrating. So, today is Monday. Yesterday we recorded a great first anniversary show. And when I started to edit it, I realized that it sounded horrible. Yeah. And the no. thing is, we have a new computer and the settings were not But perfect. It was... And it was our fault. We didn't do a sound check. So. Well, we assumed, you know, technology should work. And it's actually an annoying part for, I don't know, this, this, the Windows 10, where anyway, the, the, the default setting for uh, recording quality is set to like telephone line. So when we listened to it, it's, it sounded, it, it was, it was sort of, it was sort of reminiscent of our first episode where we actually, I think we just didn't use the correct mic and then we recorded yeah. it. It's like, It's hilarious. No, we can't do this for the one year. We're a little bit better. So. Isn't it hilarious? It's 100% throwback. So it happened one year ago and it happened exactly one year after that. So we were up till about 11.30 and trying to make it work. But we realized either we publish that awesome conversation or we redo it just for the sake of... I mean, we're, we're at one year. We should have some sort of professionalism i guess yeah so here we are re-recording but it worked out great because i wasn't supposed to have finished a contract today yet and i finished it during monica's nap so there is some good that came out of it there is some good but 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 since we had some we were taught on our first recording we were talking about updates that we would have today uh, we decided we're not going to spill any beans about the things that happened today we're just going to talk like it's sunday and we're expecting something to happen and we'll share you uh, the details in the following podcast next week next week so, so stay tuned so what do we want to do do we want to talk about delhi i guess where we were yes. a year from now it's actually crazy to think a year from now we're in a year ago you mean Oh, you're from, oh, I'm already talking about the future. Yeah, whoa, whoa, slow, <laughs> slow your horses. Slow down. We were just thinking like, well, on church on Sunday when we were walking back, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to think about what we did on Sunday. It, <laughs> it was all it was all palm trees, winds blowing, it was the, the nice warm Roman sun. We were wearing a light jacket and we actually took it off as we were walking because it was so warm. And then I'm thinking probably Delhi at that point, we had a lot of snow, didn't we? Uh, yes, because I don't remember exactly one year ago, but I remember we started the podcast when we just sold the house. And a few weeks prior to that, we had a huge snowstorm and uh, the potential buyer w wanted to come and visit the place. And they told me, you don't have to leave the house, but I didn't want to stick around for when the potential buyer is visiting. I want her to take her time and criticize it and ask questions <laughs> and she wouldn't do that if i was around no that's right it'd be pretty awkward if she like no this house really sucks i can't believe anyone would live here and like while the owner is right there that's no right. and let them do that in their own time and peace you know so but even though we lived in the country the roads were surprisingly well plowed so we were on I, we were on the mainish like a good mainish county road yeah yeah so uh, i always i think I think, well, that winter that we left was pretty rough, but how many winters were we there for? Just 
two. Two, th- two and a half. Two and change. But the first two were pretty good, I thought. It was... Yeah. The first year, we barely had snow. I think our neighbor, our neighbor was plowing our driveway. I think oh, he only had to yeah. do it twice. Yeah, yeah, that, the first year. But the last year when we were there, yeah, it just kept on going. But I really loved the winters there. They were always weirdly, again, not heavily snow. Um, the summers were always fantastic. I don't know why. It's like it's like this no little way. microcosm. I'm sorry, yeah, microclimate. Microclimate. There was a cl- microclimate. It, it was specifically there, mm-hmm. and that's why. Again, that's why I was very interested in planting grapes because we were in like a very good region to actually do that. So, equivalent almost to some of the Niagara regions. So. Uh, some people say even better than Niagara for uh, temperature and conditions. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but yeah, back in that that time, yeah, we were selling the house, so that was absolutely. Oh man, it's hard to imagine that we went through all that. Yeah, I had uh, Monica was a baby, not even six months yet, and I I had to keep oh, a house man. clean all the time because yeah, that was nice. because Beautiful. we could have buyers on you know. Oh, our counter. Oh yeah, our counters were so clean. Everything remember? was clean. Yeah. Remember, because we always we always keep stuff like uh whatever knickknacks on the counter, and we had so much counter space compared to then, compared to, to, now, to now, which is just an absolute. And no, it's, it's nothing. We don't have a counter. It's literally like six, what four inches of like counter. It's like half a foot of counter space, <laughs> and the rest is uh, sink and stovetop. So, so that, I have no counter right now. That was pretty epic. We had a pretty yep. nice, spacious counter. Actually, yeah. the kitchen was one of the good things about this house. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons we kind of stuck to it. Yep. In the beginning, although we missed so many things. But again, I think the Lord kind of put this veil over eyes. You know, there's this whole veil analogy that's used in Scripture. I felt like it was the same way. Because if we really started prying into it... Uh, it was a sketchy house. There were some, there were some challenges, for sure. Yeah. And I don't think we were anticipating the, the, the challenges once we had kids. Because we bought that without having kids. And everything was okay. But once the kids came in, like, yeah, this is pretty hard to manage. Right. I couldn't do anything to help. And then you had to help me even inside the house so everything else was on top of that and it was very hard to manage but some good some good points about this house what do you miss the most i mean from life back oh yeah i mean norfolk county ontario yeah i mean i love the um the summers there and like i mean there's there's several things but just i always remember like we had a nice gazebo Mm -hmm. that was always we had a pool hated the pool um, just because it required so much work, but we had a nice gazebo, and um, I really loved at what was it? How do you say dusk? Yeah. As the sun was setting, and then like our neighbor had these beautiful trees, uh, uh, like pine and deciduous, and when the sun hit it at that right angle, and sometimes you get this wind. Honestly, that that, that to me is like the most, like the most beautiful thing. But that, unfortunately, like it was. I guess that was maybe laterish in the summer because we had a ton of mosquitoes. Yes, we so. have maybe we had maybe one acre of wood, and that was breeding ground for. Oh, it was like swampy. It was and swampy like, as it was, well. It was super moist, so yeah. that was a, that was a minus. But oh, another big thing I loved, honestly, I miss just having making a fire pit. I tell you, I love a good fire, and again, there's the there's no one there. We blasted music. Our neighbors, they were for the most part pretty old so maybe they didn't they, they you, you couldn't hear you couldn't hear anything i was in the house i couldn't hear anything we, we fortunately we had our neighbor across the street lovely man probably watching us safely with his shotgun making sure all was yep. good in the neighborhood he was kind of like the the watchman of <laughs> neighborhood, the neighborhood watch <laughs> you know he was that was that was his thing so it was i do i do miss that honestly compared to now we've gone from what a 10 acre plot our own little house all that freedom you know two cars 
to a tiny little apartment and we can hear both upstairs and downstairs. It feels like Houston again. Yeah, and, and oh it's funny because whenever we lived in a city, in an apartment building, we didn't know our neighbors. And this oh, is the yeah. case here. It was the case in Houston. But in Delhi, we had two neighbors. But two, two, like two couples. And we knew them. We chatted regularly with them. But that could have also been because it was country. Country style. It's true. Oh, country people are so nice. I think so. I think there's, there's you know, there, and it's not like we saw them like every single day. But it was just, no. you knew who they were. You felt okay talking to them. Yeah. And it's, it's a shock. But I mean, yeah, even in um, uh, other neighborhoods and stuff like that, more populated. It's, 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 it's sort of, yeah, you have your own space, but you still don't know many people around you. It's... That's why I do love the country for that. So I miss, I miss yeah. that. What did you miss? It's silly, but the thing that keeps on coming back in my mind is I miss, we were getting our meat from a local oh. organic farm and we had a meat subscription. Every month we would get a big box of, of, of meat, of oh, yeah. all kinds of cuts and beef, like, you know, cuts that you couldn't buy at the grocery store because they were expensive. But for us, it was a, a package deal. So uh, that was great. And then we'd, we'd have a deep freezer. So we froze. We froze a lot. We, we froze a lot of meat. Oh. We always had delicious meat on hand. And then we had a uh, giant garden. Um, oh, yes. 30 by 50 feet. Yeah, huge. And uh, and I froze I, I froze everything that I could freeze. So during the winter, we barely had to buy any vegetables. A ton of green, yeah, green beans galore. Yeah, all that tomatoes. And, uh, I, I, didn't, I, ne- I stopped buying diced tomatoes because I would oh, yeah. freeze my tomatoes whole. And then I could just make sauce and everything. With our, it. our squash lasted for a while, but we like, we kind of ruined them a little because I left them in the garage. Or there was one time where it got really They froze. Cold. Yeah, they froze. So less and less. And our potatoes as well because we grew our own potatoes. That was so cool. I missed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. quite... Actually, now that you speak about it, the meat, oh, smoked meat. Mm-hmm. We had a, a smoker. I bought myself... Uh, we re- When we were in Houston, Texas, we really loved getting into... Uh, we just, I mean, we got into barbecue, legit Texas-style barbecue, salt, pepper, you know, no fancy uh, sauces or anything, just simple goodness. And we, yeah, we bought a smoker just... What was I guess that's just that summer before we were heading out and... Mm-hmm. Well, that was so fun. We and honestly, it was great. It, if you want, if you want an interesting piece, you know, when people come over to your house or something to host, or I mean, if you're hosting people, a smoker, it's fantastic. No one really has them. Some people do. You'll have like different styles and stuff like that. But it was always so cool. Like we'd always smoke people ribs, uh, salmon. Uh, salmon is slightly complicated. Salmon was a little bit tricky, so you can do it. This requires a few tricks. Um, ribs were great because ribs were, ribs were somewhat perfect. fast. I think it was four to five hours, maybe that yeah, it took. Yeah, it was. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Brisket, we had, we did it tw- a few times. Yeah. You know, there was. It's so cool. I think everyone loves it. Like it's you know you and you made yourself these uh, these barbecue sauces and they were so good. The mm-hmm. imitation uh, Rudy's yeah, imitation Rudy's barbecue. imitation barbecue sauce. Yeah, that was that was really nice. The pool, I hate it. I, mean, I said that already, but the pool just required <laughs> we so had a much pool. work. The first summer, my mother came to help us get established, and she started the pool for us. She, you know, kicked she, it into gears, everything. It was beautiful for a few days, and then instantly it became green, and we're like, ah, we're not going to bother with it. Then the next year, you tried. I think last year, the last summer we were there, you tried so hard, and we spent so much money on that dang pool, and it just kept on breaking. Everything was breaking. And yeah, and then a leak happened. And then it leaks, so we're like... <laughs> I'm like, this is... I th- Honestly, if, if it could take... If we had more... Like, again, I think one of the reasons, like, why it was challenging to live on that place was... Well, because I switched jobs, I was making less. Um, you need... When you have, a, like, 10 acres, okay, you're going to need some extra cash to have the right 
tools and equipment like like a tractor or something to like mow the lawn or but in this case like yeah like with the pool like I think it would have been a nice centerpiece for people to visit. I think the few yep. times we cleaned it and it was beautiful for like one day. Your family enjoyed it a they, lot. Everyone enjoyed yep. it. But then just the next day, like it went back to being this this dark muck, uh, the flooding, everything. It's, oh, it is, I'm like, this is way too much time. And we had the two kids. Like, and this and was, when you switched up you, jobs, you made less money, but also you were commuting longer. I was commuting longer. Yeah. So really it's like, okay, do I, when I come back, do I spend time with the family or I spend an hour cleaning the pool? A family or, with your wife who's depressed and crying in the middle of the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen. <laughs> Everybody's crying. Everybody's, <laughs> it was, it was tough. Yeah. So there was obviously those tough moments, lots of work. Um, but no, there were like you're saying, like the vegetables. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the beef, the ground beef from that place. We used to have like tacos, taco nights, taco nights every Tuesday. Unbelievable! It was delicious. Unbelievable. So no, that's. Uh, and of course, we miss our friends. We miss our friends. Our little community that we had there. Yeah, it was surprising. Again, yeah, just a solid at our Catholic church there. You know, shout out to to St. Mary's Tilsonburg. Yeah, lots of awesome, awesome family. Surprising. Like I don't know why, but like there there was a parish near us. Uh, five minutes away so we we never really went there for like the first two years at all no. like it was really only till later on when monica was a bit older and we were just like didn't want to drive forever not that it was forever but it was just longer it was the 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 mass times were awkward oh, with yeah. naps that yeah. was the reason but uh, no saint mary's tilsonburg was home for us and it was home to your carmelite group it was as home well. to my carmelite group and we got to know all the families there and there was just a surprising lots of family we did family catechesis with them we all got to know them and stuff so that was probably a bit rough for us, just because we kind of got finally established with folks and, you know, the Lord kind of takes you where he needs you at a certain point. But I mean, now we have a, a new community, new friends, we which do. we're very and grateful here. And they're great. Everyone's too. awesome here too, right? So I think that the Lord really kind of helped us, like he helped us along the way with all these things. And I see more people now that I used to do in the country because yeah. everybody was pretty far in driving distance. Yeah, here it's everyone's here walking. We walk. Everyone's yeah. walking distance. I mean, tomorrow you're going to be like babysitting a friend's place. That's, hey, I'm so excited. That's pretty awesome. So you're, you know, helping out a new mother out there. And yeah, yeah that's just, that's just, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. But again, no, no regrets. And we don't, I don't, no. I don't reminisce too much. The only thing, the once in a while we reminisce, like, and we were just talking about things we missed back home. I think for the most part, I think we agree, we don't miss much. No. Except for maybe, of course, family. And the people that we know there. But like in terms of stuff, I think the only thing we miss is maybe just like a large coffee. Yes. From a drive-thru. That you can sip on forever. Sit and chat. Because that's, we love to do that. We used to, and I guess, I guess driving yeah, as well. Yeah, having a car, that. packing the kids and driving with a large coffee. Well, medium coffee. Medium or Regular. Or, or depends on the time of the year, iced coffee for a buck. Yes. So that is kind of like really, we kind of, we kind of reminisce. But then we start, I mean, like really like food and stuff. It's pretty good here. We're much healthier. Oh my goodness. Okay, this may be TMI. I'm sorry, but my cycles were always irregular my whole life. And for the last two cycles, something is happening where it's very regular. And I, I'm very hopeful that something. Italy is curing me. Yeah. If it does, if there's something there, that's I'm going to be pretty spooked. But like that, that should, you know, send, we're going to have to think about that and reflect on like what that means. Yeah. Because you think about your... Even when you grew up, you always ate, like, your parents fed you well, like, you guys ate very clean my, my and stuff. My mother eats, yeah, my mother so, makes very balanced but you, meals. But even then, you were saying, even yep. you've always had this. Yep. I'd be, so, that's, uh, we're going to have to think about that, because what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what, is there something in the water, or is there something, in, you know, back home? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, quick recap on this week. I mean, very quick. So we're working through our residency stuff. We'll we'll let you know how that goes because we had a meeting today about right. uh, about our residency status. We were stressing out because I I did the forty five day deadline passed. I am no police I am visit us right. Uh, we 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 explain all of that in the first yeah. show yesterday. So I'll quickly recap, but. Joe applied for residency and then they said, okay, within 45 days, police will come and check that you live where you say you live. And police never came and 45 days passed. And I'm, as of a few days ago, I'm illegal here in Italy because my tourist visa expired. We were supposed to have, you know, my residency sorted out by by now, but we don't. So this morning we went to the the office. We'll let you know next week how that went. But it's this cloud hanging over my head. It's it's just it's not getting done, and it's driving me crazy. Everything is so slow here. It's so slow, um, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll share how it went. It's kind of we're trying not to talk about <laughs> what happened. We already know, um, but also to before before we kind of jump into the second half, uh, big thing for Teresa is that we've been looking like and really thinking hard about a schooling for her. Like, what do we do? Like, because we actually I think February was some deadline maybe for public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually had a meeting today uh, about a, a Catholic private school. It's a Carmelite run by Carmelite sisters running the school. And uh, we popped in for a visit, ask questions, be prudent, see what's up. You know, does this work for us? Is this feasible? Uh, can we afford it? Can we afford it? You know, it's about a 12 minute walk from here, uh, maybe more like 13. And, you know, we just wanted to see. So right now we're going through this. So this is big news for us. We're, we're going to look forward to sharing kind of what came out of that. Um, because that's kind of coming up soon. It's surprising how fast she's a like she's huge now. I swear to you, in the last three months, she like she's heavy. She's a big. I mean, she's not big, but she, she yeah, exactly. She's heavy. No, seriously. Like in, like in September, I was holding young her. Girl. I was holding her like very easily at mass and like no problem. Like she's got some weight to her now. Yeah, like, but she, she eats really well here. Remember back in back at, at your parents' house, you were complaining. What do we do about Teresa? She's not eating well. It's driving me oh, yeah, crazy. She was eating so slow. It's like we need a plan of action to make her eat. And then we come here and she just eats whatever we give her. She oh yeah, eats today, a lot and oh very yeah, she's, well. She's, yeah, we're even eating olives together. We bought like this nice pack of olives and she's just chewing it, you know, eating around the pit. You know, spitting, spitting it. it out. <laughs> yes. She's a good little girl. So no, those, we have two big things we want to share, but you're going to have to hang tight. Now listen to the Maybe it come from me. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the great with the decision, you know, to look at where Teresa's going to go to school or not. That that caused me a little bit of a a frustration, a little bit of a challenge. Surprisingly, this week, and you know, Genevieve can we'll kind of talk back and forth about that, but. It really like dawned on me as you know the role of a father, role of a parent. Like we really got to make sure that we raise good, you know, virtuous, holy girls and stuff. And yeah, it really kind of on what was it Thursday? I think Thursday there was just this whole, what are we gonna do? Like, what is the most prudent thing to do? It, came, it always came back to it's like, how do I make the most prudent decision in the given circumstance that we are? And I think that day. Uh, maybe even the night before, but maybe just in the morning, I was thinking, okay, well, what do we do? Do we, you know, we, I think 
for the most part, we see that there are challenges in the world in terms of education, like the stuff they teach kids is getting a little bit more crazy, especially in, I remember in Toronto, I maybe mentioned that the Toronto Catholic School Board basically allowed, like now they're going to teach transgenderism in the Catholic school. It's like, okay, well, where the Catholic school is sort of supposed to be this last haven, you know, that it's kind of, it's kind of maybe more of a joke in Ontario. And I guess your experience was definitely different back in Quebec. I mean, it's it's going to be varying, but I think what we see, and I think you can maybe see with your siblings, like, whereas when you were younger, you didn't, your parents maybe didn't have to like reteach or kind of explain things. Now, right? Well, right now there's a there's a class. It's a ethics and religious culture, but it's basically relativism. They're teaching the kids about all the religions, and then they ask them, okay, now pick and make your own religion, and everything is okay. And it's pretty horrible. And the thing is. Parents are not allowed to have exemptions from this class. So kids are held hostage in in this situation. And my parents, uh, they, when kids have that class during the day, they have to ask at the end of the day, what did you learn? Well, okay, no, this is not, this is not right. This is what we believe. And exactly, it's this deprogramming of what the school did. So it's, I mean, it's not, it's not like you could just, I think for myself too, I think yourself, when we went to school, you could throw the kid into school for the most part. You could ex- expect a decent education. I think it's just this rapid last 20 years. It's gotten pretty crazy. So I can, I can see the, uh, the attraction for parents to, you know, want to do, say something like homeschooling, right? Um, that's one option. The other option we were thinking, okay, well, there's maybe there's a Catholic private school, as I mentioned, nearby. That's option two. Or do we, as I, you know, as I was kind of like mulling over, maybe being a bit hyperbolic here, let's just, let's just throw Teresa to the wolves, let's go to the public system (laughs) and we'll reprogram. In some cases that may be people's only choice, right? So it's kind of like, it's, what is the, the thing we ought to do? And why can't I seem to uh, make a, like a clear cut decision about what that is? Um, and yeah, so I, I think on, on the way, on the way home or the way to school, I was I, I was pretty much mulling over this for most of the morning, and I get I think as a parent I I, I personally feel like there is this huge response. But as parents, I think when we go meet the judge, you know, I think we'll be heavily reflected on how well did you raise this child, right? And how well did you you know instill virtue? You know, were you a loving parent? Did you make sure the child was safe? And the same thing is how I treated my wife and all these things. So, so but. After kind of going through that, you know, I would say it was like a spiritual attack and, you know, in some ways by the enemy. And, you know, this kind of ties in a bit to, um, what is it? The discernment of spirits, steps 13 and 14. And uh, it's step 14, I believe, uh, by St. Ignatius Loyola. Mm -hmm. Step 14, he mentions that the enemy tends to attack things that he knows, he, he knows our our weaknesses, our strengths, very much is based on his, his observations of us. He doesn't necessarily know our thoughts, but he can he, he can see based on what we do in our actions, where we can, where we fault. And I believe he does prey on me for a little bit on this fear aspect. N- not fear for myself, but I, I'm just as a, as a father, I have, you know, my wife, responsible for my wife, as am I, am I a good husband? All these things, I'm making sure that she's growing and holy. I'm giving her time to grow, you know, making sure she's not stressed. And also for my kids, so, all right, am I instilling good virtue and all these things? And I think he tends to point at that quite a bit for me. So this this was very much in line with that. It's are you, you know, do you know, are you willing, to, you know, to send your kids to this? And you know, you're not doing a good job. You you know, if you don't do anything, the world's going to collapse. You know, this is all the. 
And I, and I think, um, and I guess you don't necessarily, that's not your thing per se. I think no. you're, you're definitely a lot more relaxed. I think we complement each other in that way. Right. Like for me, sending Teresa to public school, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, we, we both went to public school and even Italy is much more culturally Catholic than Canada. So even though not everybody's practicing, it's it's more ingrained in the culture and they're less crazy than in North America. So I I I don't know. I had that comfort. So I want to I want to wrap up of the solution because this wasn't a a futile exercise. I believe there was great pain from this in order to come to a great realization. Where do we go to scripture? Of course. So this the, the one thing when I was just sitting there at home and realized, okay, well the apostles went through this a very similar situation when they had to choose a successor to Judas. They they realized, okay, we had to replace him. And I, if you read, and I'll read to you, just so, you know, wrap this up reading Acts, the process. This was the answer. This is where I found my peace. So Acts 1, 21 to 26. Therefore, it is necessary that one of the men who accompanied us the whole time the Lord Jesus came and went among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day on which he was taken up from us, becoming with us a witness to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justus and Matthias. What do they do? Okay, this folk, this is key for me. We we use our, our minds, our reason, our intellect, our logic to evaluate the situation we're in and see what works and what doesn't and evaluate them accordingly. Like the apostles, when they were looking for a successor, they didn't go like, well, let's just go to Greece. You know, let's just pick someone. Let's close our eyes. You know, any, mini mimey, mo, And, you know, let's trust the Lord that he'll heal it. No. They chose, like, you hear in this first bit, they chose and thought through this reasonably, rationally. We need someone who was following us the whole time. And it's, I, I, I love the fact, and this was kind of this, this great piece for me, was that they proposed two. It wasn't just one, because one would have been so it easy. Been too easy. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, this was an easy, thanks. But no, they proposed two. So they were in the same conundrum. They were pr- proposed with two individuals that could have done it, two options. Two good options. Right, and just, and that, and like, well, we have that sort of, we have, you know, two, I think, three. two, three options that we have to evaluate. So how do they proceed then? They're presented with some uh, options here. So this is this is the key part. Then they prayed, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show us which one of these you have chosen to take the place in the apostolic ministry from which Judas turned away to go to his own place. Then they gave lots to them, and lot fell upon Matthias, and he was counted with the eleven apostles. That's the answer. So, use your head. I had to use my head, kind of get back to the basics. We had done this exact same thing in mm-hmm. our discernment to come here. You know, sometimes we, we don't realize we've gone through these things, and we kind of... we forget and, I, and the enemy keeps on coming back and, and you know we got, we have this amnesia but step 13 in the discernment of spirits is make sure you share all these 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 anxieties with with people around you if you have a, a loved one a close friend do not keep these things in it's the worst thing you can do he doesn't want these things to be known he doesn't want your anxiety or your your fear or these attacks to be known but to share them it's you know if i share these things to viva i should be like yeah it's not a big deal it's like we've we've figured this out already it's like oh or if oh, you're, <laughs> or if you're feeling overwhelmed, like we can do this, you know, I'm, I'm here, like you're not alone, like we can overcome this together. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. Sometimes I just have to cry if I feel some random emotions, and if I keep it in, then it's gonna last much longer. But if I just cry it out a good, and then it's and, gone. And you don't read like shortly after in Acts two, you know, Saint Peter sitting there reminiscing, "Geez, man, Matthias wasn't the right choice. We really should have absolute certainty in that." He did. He reasoned it the best he could, and he left it to the rest of the Lord. And I think this is a, a great model for us in terms of actually practicing prudence. 
This is this is to me sort of the the best approach. And I just I had this great piece. I'm like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do exactly those things. We're gonna go see the school, the 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 Catholic school. We're gonna talk to a friend about her experience with the public school system, and we will truly see whether homeschooling is for us or not. And we don't believe it is, but we're still gonna think about it and make sure we have strong reasons. And then of course we leave it to prayer. So we can overcome all these things. So let's wrap this up with a shout out. Shout out to another Buzzsprout user, Catholic Conversations. It's two guys from Southern California, I believe. No, anyways, from the United States. And they call themselves traditional Catholics. And they talk about how they came about being traditional and what they like. And it's actually quite interesting. One of them has a master's degree in sacred music, I believe. And he was talking about what's appropriate at mass or not. And I really enjoy that. Um, so go check them out, Catholic Conversations. And so we're, as, as we said, we're up to one year. So you've been, you know, on the fence about like, are these guys legit? Are they going to stay in Rome? We're staying here. We made it. Um, consider, you know, visiting us, writing to us, you know, even doing a, a simple review of us. Like, what do you like about us? What you don't like about us? Um, share that on uh, Facebook or iTunes or whatever. You can also, if you're very interested and want to go one step further, that'd be awesome. You can reach us out on patreon.com slash Rome is home. That's our Patreon page. And we share lots of updates about life here and all your support, you know, will enable us to kind of, to continue this, this mission because there is a grand scheme behind this. And I think in time we'll slowly reveal sort of what that is, but you are supporting something which we believe we will be able to give back. This isn't, this isn't just for us. This isn't some joyride. It's really, how can we serve the body in a greater way? And we believe we're doing that here. So. Amen. All right, y'all have a great week and we'll see you next week for those little updates about our day today. Stay tuned. God bless everyone. Bye. Yeah.